Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Anthem podcast. Uh, you are listening right now to Ryan Hinkle. And with me, I have Rob Patterson, as well as Ahmad Milby. Well, hello, gentlemen. How are you today? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm chipper. Oh, ooh, chipper. Yeah. Uh, chipper reminds me of last week we had a spirited discussion on, uh, I think it was like early 2000s or late 90s Atlanta Braves pitchers, which made me think of Chipper Jones. Uh, and that is that. Okay. I, I know nothing about Atlanta Braves pictures. Just, just they have know. amazing history of coming oh so close. Oh. But not quite. Yeah. Uh, Phil was talking about Phil, uh, for those of you who don't know, is an exceptional baseball player as well as baseball fan and possibly baseball historian. So if anybody has baseball oh. info that they would like to chat, Phil Zook is your man. Uh, he was talking about how Greg Maddox might be the best pitcher who doesn't throw crazy hard, but he was incredibly accurate and he knows how to move the ball enough so that people don't get hits. That's the goal. If that's yeah. the kind of information that you're looking for from the another Anthem podcast, you guys are in the right place. <laughs> I saw a clip of a guy like two weeks ago. He threw like a 46 mile per hour fastball, which is just insanely slow. Like I'm pretty sure our yeah. kids could throw a 46 mile per hour fastball. I saw that too, but I didn't understand why he did that. I didn't either, but no one swung on it. So it oh. obviously worked. Okay. So, well done. It's well. extreme off speed. Nice. Uh, speaking of baseball, for, for those of you who are deep in the, shall we say, deep in the throes of Little League right now, uh, I hope that you're having a great time. Um, I have two sons, Asher, who's almost nine, and Cyrus just turned six. Both of them are on uh, Little League teams. Uh, and I'm finding it to be uh, a really, at times, tiring, but mostly refreshing time because uh, this whole year we've been talking so much about trying to live in a missional way. Um, and for me, little league is one of the best opportunities I have of that because of what my job is, what my role is and what, what I spend my time doing during the day. I'm literally surrounded by Christians constantly. And I know that that's not, uh, a great thing. Um, I mean, it's, it's great for not my, a bad thing. yeah, it's not a bad thing, but I need to be intentional about finding opportunities to be in relationship with people who don't know Jesus. And so, yes. uh, little league has been a fantastic and opportunity. For do that. you coach? I do coach. I'm not like the manager for each one of the teams, um, but I am sort of like the number two guy. I feel like on both teams, unless one of the other coaches is listening right now and you feel like you're the number two guy, uh, then you're 2.5, uh, 2.2, 2. 2, maybe 2.2. I, like I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So 2. I didn't, 1. I didn't grow up in uh, T-ball. I, I came, <laughs> I was a late in life Dodger fan. Um, but my perspective of little league parents is that literally there are 17 coaches for 13 kids. Oh yeah. Often that is the case. Yeah. So, but there needs to be because, you know, kids are literally playing with dirt and watching it fall to the ground yeah. and it, instead of watching the ball. It's one of the harder sports I think to understand. There's just so much technical to it. You can't just say, Hey, here's a ball, hit it. It's there's totally. So Ahmad, I know that you're also doing little league. Uh, well, yep. your son is at least doing little league. He is. Yeah. How's that been for you? Uh, it's been good. It's been fun to watch him play. He got to play a lot of catcher this year, uh, so that was pretty fun. And uh, yeah, we just we just uh, ended our season because we lost our second uh, playoff game, so that was a little sad. But right. uh, yeah, he he enjoyed it, and so that's the it's the most important thing. Cool. That's awesome. 
Yeah. Uh, it's been interesting on my teams. It feels like some of the other coaches that I'm with are more interested in hearing about me as a pastor of Anthem than other years that I've been coaching. Um, there is this one moment where, uh, the manager for one of my boys teams was like so frustrated with our team and especially at how badly we were losing at the beginning of the season that he's like, Oh, Hinkle, maybe we need to have you pray before the next game. And, uh, so there's theological implications of that and all that kind of stuff. But it was neat to see that even uh, his his mind went there. Uh, did you pray? So when he said it, it felt like it was sort of a, a throwaway, like we just need to do something here. And so we had a conversation about it here at the office. Um, and I was ready to say yes if he actually asked me again at one of the games. And he has not asked me yet. But there has been really cool opportunities with one of the other coaches. So. So uh, our episode today wasn't necessarily to talk about Little League, but I think that's great that we that we did get to, to share a little bit of that going on in our lives. Um, the thing that we really wanted to talk with you guys about uh, is summer school this year. So for the last few years, we've done summer school. Um, and I know that sometimes summer school can conjure up negative connotation. Uh, so maybe we'll call it a summer of opportunity. How about oh. that? <laughs> that'll that'll win him. That'll okay. get him. Good. We got it. All right. So uh let's just call it summer school for now. But we know that it is the summer of opportunity. We'll do like S K O O L or something like that. We'll oh. we'll hip cool. it up to like the late nineties. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we're very hip. Perfect. Uh so we've done summer school for the last couple of years and it's been uh, a really great time of people feeling like they're learning some of the ins and outs of how to either live missionally or how to do some of like what I would say are some of like the foundational elements of, uh, of living a Christian life. Um, and so, uh, this year we do want to focus even more than normal on, uh, how you can be bringing the gospel into different areas of your life. And so, um, all of these things are going to be starting, the week of July 5th. So you can go on our app, you can go on our website. There's going to be information all over the place about how to register for summer school. Um, but just know that uh, I, Rob and Ahmad are going to be hosting three of the, the five classes that we have. So today we're going to be sharing about each one of those three classes. And then uh, next episode, we're going to be talking about the other two, which are going to be really sweet also. Uh, so starting the week of July 5th, um, that first week. And then most of the classes are either four or five weeks, uh, coming out of that once a week. So, um, maybe Ahmad, why don't you take us through first? Uh, your class is going to be Mondays at seven o'clock, and this is going to be the second round this year of doing a Bible study methods class. So I guess first question, um, what is the Bible study methods class? <clears throat> yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a class. It's pretty self-explanatory. Like, how do we study God's word? How do we learn God's word to be able to apply it to our life? So, um, we called it Bible study methods just cause I couldn't keep, think of a better name for it. Cause even <laughs> like it, this is a class that people take when they go to Bible school yes. and it's always called Bible study methods It is there too. So it's sort of like a common vernacular. Yeah. Basically it's, it's learning how to, see what the Bible is actually saying mm -hmm. to, to learn what it means and to learn how to apply it to our life is, is the actual um, way that we are teaching the class. 
Uh, and that's called observation, interpretation, and application. Sweet. And I know that for those of you who have been tracking with the uh, this feed, this podcast, uh, the last few weeks has been you two guys mm-hmm. kind of walking through some of the methods of uh, what you would learn in the Bible study methods class. Um, but I know that, Ahmad, you're wrapping up the first round of teaching through this this material with people from Anthem. Are there any stories that you feel like uh, people who are taking that class where they've they've told you like, you know, this this material unlocked? something for them. They've seen growth in their life already. Anything like that? Yeah. I would say that it's just been really cool to, uh, kind of the first night we, we asked everybody where they were at with the word and, you know, I gave, give testimony of God's word. And it was just really cool to hear, uh, you know, the wins that people had with God's word and also the struggles that they've had. And then to, um, go these these few weeks and and learn about how to study God's word and how to, how to read it and just what that's been doing in their life um, just overall uh, we've we've had about fifteen people in the class and it's been it's been really well it's been really encouraging sweet and from what I've seen it's something where no matter how long you would have considered yourself to be a Christian that this class is is something that's profitable uh, throughout that that entire journey. Yeah, it's it's for somebody who's, I mean, we have people in the class who are who are very very new believers, and we've had we have people in the class who uh, have been believers for decades, and so to hear both of those people, uh, groups of people, be able to say, "Man, this is this is uh, really refreshing and beneficial," it's really cool. That's awesome. And could could I add something to that too? Um, I think it's important that reading the Bible. I'm going to assume everyone who's listening to the Another Anthem podcast has some experience of reading the Bible. And so it feels like it's a very normal thing. And so it feels weird to have to like, why do you want to bring all this structure into something I already know how to do? I have a good thing going. Why would you want to do that? Yeah. To, to me, I see it as like, you know, it's kind of like, I enjoy my house. Why would I, I don't need to know what's going on inside the walls or stuff like that. And it's like, there's a time you need to know how the wiring is and things like that, or have some expert but as a homeowner, at some point, you, you need to have some understanding of this is the way the house was made. I don't have to go into it every single time. I can just sit down and I can enjoy my house. Mm-hmm. But at some point, there's, there's, a, there's a need of like, I need to know how can I get through this structure? How do I get this? There's not magic when I hear a sermon on Sunday. There's not like some magical guru who has access to something that I don't. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I would say that there's a time for us all that we need to be able to I mean, when we come to the Bible, like just like just read it and 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 just know it a, a little bit, like the overview and everything. But then there's a time uh, when you want to go deeper, and um, this is just helping people to do that. Like, and that's wherever you are. Like I said, uh, it's not just for the new believers; it's for everybody. Like, mm-hmm. we could always know more about God, and um, we can always understand him more like and we're never going to understand him fully but like if if the bible is literally what we're basing our life on and how we learn about god we want to understand it more and more right so yeah Yeah. that's awesome okay so uh that's going to be monday nights tuesday nights uh we're going to be doing a class that we're calling the gospel in the marketplace uh caleb wilback is going to be talking about that one next week uh, and then that following night, Wednesdays, uh, we're going to be doing a, a class that's called For God So Loves Your Neighbor. 
Uh, and that, that title came out of a few weeks ago, Matt was teaching on, uh, John three sixteen, and he was just talking about how for God, so loves your enemy for God, so loves you for God, so loves the world, like all these different things. And he even mentioned for God, so loves your neighbor. So we kind of capitalized on that opportunity to call it that. But, uh, Rob Patterson here is going to be leading that course. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, uh, Rob came on staff with us at, at the beginning of January and we, we made up like a really long title for your job. I think it's pastoral, pastoral apprentice of local, local outreach and evangelistic engagement or something like that. It's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty anthem to have a title. It's, it's amazing. Incredibly accurate and very long also. Um, and so we, we recognize that Rob has uh, a great evangelistic gift that he loves seeing, uh, the gospel brought to people who, who don't know it yet. Uh, and that he also has a great track record of, uh, building relationships with his actual neighbors that, that are actually on his street. Um, and so maybe could you share a little bit of what you're planning on covering? Yeah. Um, so Thank you for the kind words. Um, You're welcome. Some of the the history of that is about six or seven years ago, kind of early in my even urge to plant, I looked at and I had a bunch of intentions of I wanted to be a good neighbor, right? When we first were homeowners, it's like, oh, we're going to be all these things and you want to grow up and you want to do that. But then I found like me and Courtney, we'd be sitting about in our kitchen talking about how we want to become neighbors and we want to bring some sense of Jesus to our street. But like we just felt so... I don't even know if the word is uneducated, but just, we just felt so clunky and we felt so like, un, like how do we do this? Um, and so that kind of, for me, started my journey of like, I need to find a way to become a neighbor. Um, and because I had all the theology, I had, you know, even degrees and stuff like that. Um, but I found I wanted to, I wanted to work my way towards that. And how can I become a neighbor? Because if I bring the presence of Jesus with me, um, I want the presence of Jesus on my street mm-hmm. and realizing that's not something that I'm the only one who wants everyone who lives in the Canal Valley probably moved here because they love the idea of small town community or, you know, kids playing in the street. And like, yeah. everyone wants that. It doesn't matter what you believe. They, you want that on some level. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's kind of unlocking some of the practical sense of how do you create community on your street? Mm-hmm. Um, so that word, that question of how is really kind of the, the front foot of what we're going to be talking about of some practical tips. There's some amazing people who've been, who've done this well. I know Andrew and Lauren Fry, they do this well. So, but it's a lot of hospitality. There will be some um, sense of training of some of the theology behind it and some of the, how do you share your story? How do you share God's story? But really it's going to be a, a workshop of best practices of how do you start as, you know, getting to know neighbors? How do you start to create some community there on your street? And we're going to trust that God can use that for some really good things. So that's awesome. It's really good. Cool. Uh, so also on Wednesday nights, uh, Steve and Connie Larson are going to be hosting a class on marriage. Uh, they did it last week and, uh, well, they did not do it last week. They did it last year is what they actually did. Practically the same thing. Yes. Um, so last year they did this, uh, and that was like right in the, the peak of COVID quarantine and all that kind of stuff. So they did a whole class on, uh, zoom, which was Fine, but we're looking forward to to being able to offer this in person. Um, I meant I don't think I mentioned yet that all these classes are going to be available through Zoom because we know that so many people 
uh, are going to be doing road trips and things like that this summer. We, we don't want your road trip to necessarily get in the way of you being able to participate in something like this. So, and I'll add like, while we do really want to have us together whenever possible, we also recognize that's, it's not always necessarily completely able. So sure. Yeah. So Steve and Connie are going to be uh, doing that marriage course Wednesdays also. Um, and then on Thursdays, I Oh, oh, oh. Wow. Watch it now. I, Ryan Hinkle, uh, am going to be leading um, a, a class that's specifically called Gospel Living. Um, but if you've been around Anthem for the last few years, uh, you've heard us talk about something called Porterbrook. And Porterbrook was, was started in the UK 15 or so years ago. Uh, and originally it was developed as a curriculum for groups that were going to be church planting together. Uh, for them to go through so that they could start a church with a common understanding of community and mission and the gospel and how to read the Bible and, and all these sort of things. Uh, it very, very much is, is written through a missional lens. Um, and so for the last two years, uh, we've actually been hosting a learning site for Porterbrook that's available to anybody in Southern California. Um, it's largely been Anthem people. There's been some people from other churches who have been a part of it. Uh, but it was originally designed as a two-year-long curriculum that had 24 classes that you would go through. Um, it's a substantive commitment. Mm -hmm. It doesn't quite feel like you're going to doing like full time at eternity Bible college or something like that. But it definitely is, is a pretty high workload that we did for those first two years. Yeah. Uh, and so basically what we did was we, we said, okay, if this is a little bit too high of a bar for the, the we'll say the common anthem person, uh, but people who have a family who, uh, who work they, a normal job, they don't have a discretionary five hours a week. Yeah. Um, so we said, what are some of like the core foundational elements of what we learned in Porterbrook? And, and I think everybody who's gone through Porterbrook over the last two years would say that the content is amazing. The way it's structured is amazing. It's just a lot. And so basically what we did was we took the, the 24 classes and distilled it down to seven. Uh, and so for this summer, we're going to be going through that first book, uh, that's called gospel living, like I mentioned, um, so we're going to be doing this one as sort of an intro to Porterbrook. Uh, and then in the fall, we're going to be uh, having the next wave of Porterbrook, which is only going to be six classes instead of 24. So really do feel like we are focusing on on some of like the really, really key points of Porterbrook, which I'm very excited about. You'll hear more about later. Yeah. Giving them the best hits like yeah. that. Yep. Um, so this gospel living course, uh, we're going to be doing it on Thursday nights. The schedule is a little bit different because so much of the structure of Porterbrook is meant to be done in like small study groups. Um, and so what we're going to do is we're going to have everybody meet uh, on Thursday night and we're going to do kind of like an intro to the, the rest of the time and build study groups and things like that. Um, and then we're not going to be meeting as a whole group. Uh, until the last week, week five. So in between there, you can, you can meet with your group on Thursdays. You can do it Tuesdays. You can do it whenever you want, as long as it works for everybody in your group. Um, but this, uh, this gospel living material is, is one of the ones that everybody says that they really love the most out of the 24 classes. Um, and basically it, it sort of talks through what does it mean to live a life that is centered around the gospel? And so, uh, there's a few weeks that, that talk about sort of like big picture kind of stuff. What does it look like to 
uh, look back to the work that Jesus did on the cross and how does that Im- impact our life? What does it mean for me to think of eternity? What does it mean for me to, to do things like that? Uh, but then it definitely gets a little bit more practical. Um, one of the weeks that most everybody who has done Porterbrook has said was a highlight um, was this one week where it talks about uh, how does a life devoted to Jesus impact our decision-making? And even specifically, what does it look like to incorporate the people uh, who are a part of your church in decision-making? Yeah. I know that there's, Ooh. I know, right? Uh, so one of the things that that I think of often when I think of like big picture decisions is there are so many people uh, who are moving out of state right now, uh, whether it's Texas or Tennessee or either one of the Carolinas. Idaho. 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 Yeah. Uh, pretty much anywhere. Pretty much anywhere east. Uh, that's not true. Sometimes I've heard, I know that there are people who are going to uh, like Washington, Oregon, Pacific Northwest, okay. things like that. So, All right. yeah. Um, not necessarily that, that moving out of state is wrong, but I think the times where, where people do that really well is when they bring in community around them to, to, to talk about those big life altering decisions. Uh, and so this, this section just does a fantastic job of laying out what it looks like to, to do both big and small decisions uh, and incorporating the body of Christ that's around you. So, um, so that's one of, of several different tangible things that this course uh, does a great job with. So, like I said, that is uh, Thursday nights. We're going to be offering that one. Um, and I'm excited about it. Yeah. And one thing I want to clarify, cause I think, these are all like, as I'm listening to this, I'm like, oh, I want to hear it on mods thing. I go to run. Like, it's like, oh, wait. So, do we just add four nights of activity a week to somebody's day? Yeah. So, of course, that's what we do. Or four <laughs> nights a week or to a <laughs> to a week. Yeah. We will dominate. Welcome to summer. For five weeks. You're going to be busy. Yeah. The most busy summer school you've ever been a part of. Uh, yeah. That's a good question. I think um, on one hand, there is the side of where, maybe we could record them and make them all available for everybody. On the other hand, it is something that I feel like is unique about being able to be in the room and ask questions Mm -hmm. and, and so much of it, like especially the um, gospel in the marketplace one, there is really good content that we're going to be going through, but so much of the value I think is going to be in uh, Q and a time Mm -hmm. conversations that are happening all that kind of stuff that you can't just really reproduce very well uh, listening to after the fact. So, so I would say as you're listening to them, um, maybe you can like buddy up with somebody. You could say like, yeah. okay, I'm going to do the Porterbrook one. You're going to do the marriage course. And so uh, maybe we can swap notes afterwards. Or I recommend or spouses both do the marriage course if you're going to do it. <laughs> True story. Yes. It's awkward. Very. Yeah. Bit. Um, and so, yeah, there's ways that you can be creative with that. Um, we are going to be offering the different classes on Zoom, like I mentioned, um, but we probably aren't going to be recording and posting all the recordings from all the classes or anything like yeah. that. So uh, there are some of these things that we we do most years uh, for summer school, like we've done marriage the last two years. Um, and I could see some of the other ones being regular rotation. Under the Bible study ones is in yeah. rotation. Totally. So, uh, so yeah, if you have questions about that or if you feel like you want help, deciding, uh, I would be happy to help yeah. somebody, uh, feel like they're, they're choosing something that could be good. Or for just them. say like, yeah, Bible study methods, of course. Oh. Why would I do anything else before I did that? <laughs> wow. Well, Cause, cause it, 
it really all flows out of the Bible. It right? does. You know? I'm, I'm going I'm to put on my pastoral hat for a moment here and say, pray and choose one, right? God's not going to make everything significant. Just figure out what is the one thing the Lord's leading me into. And there might be good stuff. Like it might be Bible study methods. It's good. Like, but in this season, I think God's calling me towards the marketplace or to my neighborhood or the gospel living. Like just choose one and be all in on the one For sure. if you're going to do it. So that's my, For sure. we're not competing with each other. We're just trying to yeah. equip. Thank you for putting your pastoral hat on. I appreciate it. And now we'll now remove this pastoral hat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we are at 24 minutes right now. Uh, anybody got any closing remarks before we officially stop recording? Uh, go Dodgers. Oh, whoa. Whoa. We're going full circle. We kind of need some more Dodger love. I saw that the Giants uh, pulled ahead in the standings, which is not cool, man. Guys, I, li- I literally don't watch sports and have no idea what's going on with any sport. So just saying. And I watch them all. So yeah. <laughs> Just like in summer school, you guys can get together. You can share notes of what's happening. Oh yeah, that'd be yeah. perfect. I get to understand about Dodgers and I don't know, maybe yeah. you get some firewood stuff. So basically yeah. the Giants are a bunch of imposters right now with a bunch of <laughs> has-been players and they're doing, they're hot, but the Dodgers actually have quality. They're deep, but they're con- perpetually injured, but they're okay. still keeping pace with the Dodger with the Giants. So it's, it's kind of like apples and oranges. Okay. So, so for those of you who don't know, uh, a man who we all who we all love deeply, Bert Alcorn. He's the lead pastor of Anthem Ventura. He is a huge uh, San Francisco Giants fan. It's his unredeemed part of his heart. Yeah. So right now, what I would encourage you to do, his email is Bert, B-E-R-T, <laughs> at anthemchurch.org. You can send him an email letting him know why the Dodgers are a superior team to uh, the Giants. Wow. Just spam him with memes. Just <laughs> have at it. That would be so awesome. I can't wait to hear from him. And let I him love know. that we're promoting tr- tribalism. This is great. <laughs> In the gospel, we are one, but when it comes to sports, we are not one. True. Wow. Okay, I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay, there so, we go. <laughs> uh, so for more information on summer school, uh, check out the app. Uh, you can download the app at any of the different app stores, uh, but search Anthem Thousand Oaks if you haven't downloaded that already. You can also check our website, anthemto.org. We're going to have information up there by the time this is published. Uh, you can email me, Ryan, at anthemchurch.org. I'm also info at anthemchurch.org. I'm also finance at anthemchurch.org. We got all kinds of stuff. It's all, it's all R- about Ryan. Ryan is so popular. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Ryan at anthemchurch.org is a great way to get in touch and uh, and we can help you with all these things. So uh, Anthem Church, we love you. We're so excited that you guys are listening to this and uh, we hope that you have a great summer. Summer is here, finally. Woohoo. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you.